Okay, let's do this. So first and foremost, I want to apologize for the background noise that you're hearing. It looks like I'm recording. It sounds like I'm recording uh, on a highway, but I'm not. So if you're hearing something, I'm really sorry. Okay, so I'm Zainab, and this is Copy Paste the Podcast. And last time we did an intro on the goals of this podcast, and I think it only makes sense that we discuss um, or we introduce user experience. What is it? How does it work? How different is it from you know a classic way of doing things before? Also, I wanted to discuss a bad experience versus a good one and also what we think of when we hear user experience versus what really is or what do user experience designers do actually and finally for anyone who wants to pursue a user experience career or just want to learn more about it I will link some relevant you know trainings and courses etc so before i talk about this i just want to emphasize the fact that this podcast is very casual it's not scripted of course i have my notes and i have my bullet points but i'm not reading off of you know anything i haven't rehearsed anything and i just want to keep it casual so we can, you know, I don't know, talk. And I can feel a little bit more relaxed because I don't want to do it formal. It scares the crap out of me. So let's go. So what is a user experience? There are a lot of definitions of what user experience is and I like to think of it like after having gone through the many definitions of it, as being, you know, the study of behaviors, perceptions, and emotions of how user interacts with a system. And a system, it can be a product, like a physical product, a platform, a digital one, or a process, as well as his environment. And it helps studying that so you can provide the exact needs of the user and also to help design a simple, efficient, and a joyful experience. So when I say simple, it means that, you know, it's self-explanatory. It, it does actually the job. When I say efficient, it actually, when I say simple, it's straight to the point. When I say where it requires like the least amount of steps to get to a goal. When I say efficient, I mean that it actually does what it says it would do. And when it, when I say it brings joy to the user, it means that it brings in a positive experience or a positive emotion when interacting with that system either at the, at the start and end of it or throughout the whole system. 
And also, I wanted to say something. Yeah, I wanted to say that a user experience encompasses all the other components of the system that it interacts with. And I mean that the business, like the viability of the business and for instance, uh, in terms of engineering or technology, the feasibility of it, and also the usability of the that system. So it really encompasses all of it in order to provide a seamless and a fluid um, ride, if I may say, uh, throughout the whole points of that experience. So yeah. How is it different from what things were used to be done? Sometimes you can find it still done. Is that um, before, when you would, um, when a client would come to a designer or to a team, it would submit like he would submit a brief, and that brief would have, I'd like to believe whatever the client feels that is good for the user and so it comes from their perception or their perspective it actually there is an allocated budget for it and eventually the team works in order to provide that a finished product for the client the problem is and this can happen like it's this platform could be or this this product could be a hit or a miss if the client has already started the market, the market fit. They would um, spend like a few months, get the product ready, then uh, publish it. And there is a possibility that the product or the user would not be interested in the product or the platform, the app. So the client would ask himself, what, what's going on? He would probably inject more money or he would change his strategy, marketing strategy. He would spend some money on, I don't know, um, ads or uh, whatever that is, or probably adding more features and still the product would not work. And this is one of the downside of having to do all of this in order to provide, you know, product that hasn't been um, at least like checked by the users, the end users. So what we do right now is that prior to spending all that time and energy and resources into the project, we use what we call a user-centric approach. And this is an expression that we find a lot in our documents and workshops, etc. It's an approach that puts the user at the center of attention and the center of our attention as user experience designers. So we can, like I said before, study their behaviors, their perception, their emotion, research what makes them tick, what doesn't, um, talk to them, um, understand, their root needs, not just their surface needs, their root needs, and help 
if they have some pains to alleviate that pain so from like yeah, if I have to illustrate that with an example there is a classic example that we've been uh, that I discovered about two three years ago I believe a colleague showed us this and it was in um, related to healthcare so there's this industrial designer who works for a healthcare um, GP and he works uh, and he works for an um, what we call delivering MRIs so you know that MRIs are kind of you know the, the whole scan thing is kind of like a particular experience um, people who are claustrophobic might feel a little bit anxious more anxious than some adults and it's a little bit difficult sometimes to hold still but what about kids I mean for a pediatrician that's even more of a challenge to get uh, you know with kids their attention span it's a little bit difficult to get them to hold still and also they have experienced this is what the industrial designer um, notices that they experience some anxiety so in order to alleviate that pain which is for the kids to stay still and for the technician to do their job he studied um, the behavior of the kids and their emotion and perception of what an MRI is and he went he did that uh, following a workshop that he attended a design thinking uh, workshop and the thing that he did is that the rooms in which you can find you know the machines the machines for the MRI he painted them just like in a themed way so you can find cartoons and characters from Disney and from other animations and he realized that this had a huge impact on the kids so they realized that there was a higher satisfaction rate and some happiness when it comes to kids to the point that kids would ask their their parents to come back for more MRI sessions so this is an example of how you can take something that really that you think that works and notice how your user in this case the kid interacts with that system which is the machine and how you can improve that experience to alleviate that pain which is right now again for both parties who are the, the 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 kids but also the technician because they get to do their job while making sure that the kids are holding still and the kids are not anxious so yeah this is an interesting you know cute story um, about the experiences in Morocco I have some like I have a one um, one example that I came up with of a good experience um, it's part of the experience actually it's not the whole 
in terms of right now we have lots of riding you know ride they call them like a riding apps uh or hailing taxi hailing apps or uh ride sharing ones and one of them is karim so um I'm an, like I'm a regular user of Kareem and I have a kind of like a, I have an okay experience with Kareem but the most important thing that I just wanted to talk about it one of the things actually it's not the most important things one of the things that make Kareem such um, have an impact at least on their user and this is kind of important because if you like I said uh, if you take a positive experience and link it to an app or a positive emotion link it to an app a happy uh, a positive emotion means a happy user means a returning user means success for the app so one of the things that they use and I would like to see it like more I guess to the front is the reward system in which uh, the rate at which you know um, as long as you are asking for rides as long as you have more points and these points you can convert into some rewards and benefits so one of those things is for instance have discount on a car ride and one other thing uh, which is a little bit difficult to um, activate, I think, and in, in the user base, is the charity experience. And this is something, the donation or the charity experience is something that's quite difficult. And maybe in the next episode we can talk about it, because I've been preparing something. Um, I see that Karim has this um, ability to, you can convert your points to actually feed a child for a day or a week or family or whatever that is. And one of these go good deeds that you can do is through your um, points. And whatever happens behind the scenes of Karim as, as an organization, as a user, if you do that and you see how, you know, how easy it is to take your points and click or tap on choosing to do one good deed and them telling you, giving you feedback and telling you, yeah, thank you for doing this and that. No matter how it happens behind the scenes, you, when you do that, it releases a positive emotion in you that makes you feel good. And if an app that does, you know, that has writing, you know, at their top priority, if that app can make you feel good about doing good, then they win. And this is a good experience. And I think that needs to be pushed a little bit more. And not just you know as a background feature but also as something that could be i don't know very important in the context of the covid19 for instance by 
pushing for more, for instance, blood donation, giving free rights for blood donation uh, because we need it, for instance. So I'm just thinking at the top of my head. On the other, on the other spectrum of uh, experiences, there are some frustrating experiences. And this is something that we learn to do as a country right now, which is to digitize the um, administrative procedures or the administrative documents. And one of them is one of the features that have been discussed lately is the electronic documents or electronic signature, my bad. So signing a document must be something that can be done electronically and easily right now. And again, especially in the context of the COVID, because having to, and I have been through that, and I guess a lot of people have been through that, is that, okay, you go to a website, you can fill in your, it's an administrative website. You go to fill in your information in order to get your papers ready. But at the end of it, let's just say that you have a short amount of time and energy and you know what paper is. It's very daunting experience. And at the end of it, you have to do something, which is print that out or not. It would like save your information and tell you to go to your nearest office in order to get that paper. And this is kind of like a very frustrating experience because it disrupts the flow of it. Like I am thinking about doing something and I'm thinking of doing it quickly. So why would I have to do this when I can, for instance, like sign my document electronically and print it and get it and just move on to another task. So this is just something that I think is a frustrating experience. And I think it would be soon alleviated if we had to sign those documents or at least have electronic signature in order to get to do things quickly and more efficiently and easily and releasing like i said the happy emotion or a positive emotion in the user the end user so these are the things for instance that could disrupt the experience and sometimes it one little thing can help make you know the user feel better and also make them return and probably refer recommend those uh, services um so yeah we discussed the experiences the type of experiences that we may have here so let's discuss um what user what the user experience design is looked at at versus what it actually is. So I think that user experience has become popular in the last five, six years, I think in Morocco. And correct me if I'm wrong here. 
but I like I always found that um, there is a huge disconnect between what user experience does versus what people perceive it as when I say people I mean like clients or recruiters and employers and also on the other hand even candidates and people who want to do it because let's be honest about it there are some people who are by definition visual designers and user interface designers they make interfaces and because of the you know because of um because they they're looking for a job because the unemployment is a little bit tight they tend to put like change their job title on linkedin and from you know visual design to ux ui designer and this draw in more um, employers or at least like human resources who are looking for these type of profiles to schedule an appointment with them and it's not a bad thing as long as you're doing your you know your research and you're learning about it and you're studying it and what happens on the side of the clients or the employer or whatever that is is that they tend to look for a full i i, I call a, i'd call a full stack designer that does almost everything which is kind of unrealistic to a certain extent and they encompass all of that into the ux ui you know moniker and that thing is for instance asking them to do user experience and user interface design and motion design and interaction design and logo design and all of this and it's not a bad thing to have all those you know skills by all means as a designer if you have all those skills go for it but you need to know your worth and you need also to negotiate those terms because it's not a shampoo it's not a three-in-one you know uh conditioning exfoliating shampoo profile <laughs> it's a user experience for instance if you're looking for a ux designer and you're coming with them like with hey we're looking for a ux designer a ux designer does user testing they do user research they do workshops they do prototyping um these are very important you know chunks of what they do and they're not things like to read uh just two or three articles about and then um go ahead and do they, they need to practice so as much as um uh, let me let me try to, to phrase it in a better way i think i yeah let me try to phrase it in a better way i think 
Okay. I think as a client, is it, it it's un, uncanny and I know that it is done and I know that a lot of very experienced designers have gone through that. It is uncanny to get a profile that does everything at the lowest cost in order to maximize saving. So this is what I'm saying to other junior, intermediate, even experienced designers. Know your worth and know your value. And it would happen that you would get, you know, paid the least amount to do a lot of things. But you'll learn. It's a mistake. You'll fuck up. But you need to get up and, like I said, dust it off and do it again. But as you grow in and as you're learning more, and if you are, this is just... Um, this is just between brides. If you uh, want, if you're willing to learn as a designer, go ahead. If you want to have a versatile, you know, profile, go ahead. If you want to learn about front end and back end, then UI designer, UI designer. If you want to learn how to do logos and illustration, the more you, the more you know, the more you're like rich in terms of um, proficiency or in terms of skills the better you'll be like uh, at getting the best jobs. But just know your worth. And if you're really good at something, you need to make them pay for it. So this is just so we don't try to make, find, you know, pack everything in just one basket and make other candidate lose value or lose their um, self-worth or their uh, lose their self-esteem just because they're really good at one thing but they they're really good at one thing but it's not appreciated enough by the company they want more if you want more it's good but I'll go ahead and learn it but you need to pay me more so I'll just close this <laughs> little bracket so um what i'm saying is us design is more than what it advertised as it is the possibility to do user research to organize workshops to uh, organize sessions of user testing that could help a lot with uh providing you know uh some design decisions that could actually impact business decisions. It's also the possibility to just go in depth into analytics and give you, you know, some um, insights and key takeaways that could help you also with your business decisions. It is a lot of things and it's more than what it looks like. Um, I think that we've gone through it all so far. So just to recap, what is user experience? Like I said, it's the study of behaviors, perceptions, emotions that user have when interacting with a system in order to provide the exact needs of the user, no questions asked or allowed. And um, it is for 
a, a user experience promotes simplicity, efficiency, and joy of use. It is, like I said, about alleviating pains in order to make the user uh, feel the most at ease with a system. So I think that next time we'll get to talk about design thinking methodologies and or a methodology and how you know the steps and what are the deliverables that we produce as UX designers and again uh, like I said before the intro if you have um, if you have an opinion or if you don't agree with something that I said or if you think that I said something like some bullshit just give me a shout like send me a tap like send me a text a message uh, I'll be an email whatever that is I'll be very happy to discuss this with you and to learn as well and yes I think that that's it also yeah I forgot about it um, like I said uh, at the beginning if you are interested in pursuing a career in user experience design um, I will link some of what I think are the top resources that I've come across on the internet that I have that I've attended um, yeah so you can learn and uh, you can become a user experience designer or you can learn more about it so you can further your knowledge or help in your department because user experience and this is something that I didn't say um, at the beginning is that user experience is really uh, it could be found anywhere like for instance in the example of the MRI for kids it can be in the health department it can be in agriculture it can be construction it can be in music it really comes in politics as well it really comes in in every single in all walks of life you can find user experience there are people who actually do what we call life audits when they take their life and they use the methodologies of the user experience or what I'm, what we will be talking about next time, which is the design thinking methodologies in order to improve decisions about their life. So really it's, it's about more than digital. It's more about platforms and apps. And like I said, again, a user can be from any, uh, from any field, from any walk of life. So yeah, if you're interested, I will link those resources and thank you and have a good day or night. Bye bye.